Welcome to the Live Big Podcast featuring Dr. Derek Greer, where we teach principles from God's Word that will empower you to live big. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com. Here's Dr. Greer. Hating people you love is like burning down your house to get rid of a rat. It's cutting off your nose to spite your face. face. If anyone in the marriage is hurt, it hurts the whole marriage. You are one. If anyone in the family is hurt and harmed, the whole family is hurt and harmed. Does anyone want to know how to break the cycle? I was raised, someone hit you, you hit them back. And, you know, there is a place for self-defense. But my Bible says, Jesus said, if someone insults you, a smack was an insult. It wasn't self-defense. A smack won't kill you. Turn the other cheek. Now, we read that in the Bible. Imagine if we practiced that in our relationship. But what we do, you hit me, I'm going to hit you. So... What I'm learning to do in my older age is instead of retaliating, saying, well, you and you and you, and you, you know, you should have done that, didn't do that, et cetera. I'm learning to say, well, how did I disappoint you? And then listen, without defending, without arguing, without snickering, not sneering, because we're, I'm going to argue because I hurt, and, and you know, I'm hurt, and me, mine, mine, me, mine. And then the other person, yeah, me, mine, no, no, you did to me, and this is how I feel. And then both of y'all, you know, and this is what's happening in the house. <laughs> Everyone wants to win. So what I do is I'm, I'm learning to go in there and just lose. <laughs> Tell me how I disappointed you. And then listen, and watch how the barriers start to go down. Now, there, again, there's some psychopaths out there. Some people just crazy. They ain't ever going to do nothing right. <laughs> but watch how they go down when that person sees that you're more interested in them and their pain than your pain. Imagine if a husband would go home tonight and say, honey, how have I disappointed you? Imagine if a wife would go home and say, honey, how have I disappointed you? And actually listened. James 2, we talked about unmet expectation. Now let's talk about unspoken expectations, what I call the silent killer. James goes on to say, you do not have because you do not ask God. You see, Jesus, you know, when he prayed, it was typically verbal. Uh, matter of fact, the disciples heard Jesus praying at Gethsemane. It wasn't an in-your-heart type of prayer. And sometimes you can't always pray out loud around everybody. But Jesus' preferred mode of prayer was vocal. That's why he'd get up early, get away from everybody else, and go talk to God. And a lot of us, we're not praying, we're thinking. And a lot of it is not even thinking, it's worrying. And we call that our prayer time. But... Jesus, actually, the, 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 the end of John is, is just about Jesus' prayers that he prayed to the Father. And the disciples recorded them. So if they recorded them, they must have heard them. So God's preferred way of prayer is for us to talk and to speak. 
Now, if, God, if we know God's preferred way is to talk and to speak and we don't talk to him, you know we're probably not going to talk to each other. Instead, we walk around like everybody in the house is supposed to be a mind reader. Like our spouse just supposed to know. You know, I, I said this wrong in the last service. Someone asked me, Bishop, you've been in prison? No, I've, I've ministered in prison, okay? See, on the prison yard, the, the, the level of humanity is so dog-eat-dog. Everybody out there is studying body language. Because you don't, you don't know, but everyone's watching what everybody does. But you know, the thing that distinguishes human beings from the rest of the animal kingdom, other than our spirits, is our capacity to communicate and to talk. And what I find is a lot of our, our relationships are basically prison yards. And, and instead of acting like enlightened human beings that can talk and, and have a conversation to resolve things, we're more like the monkeys and the animals and, and you know, the gorilla and beating his head and, and making frowns and all the rest. And many of this is how we deal with a problem. We come in there and we start frowning. Instead of using our words. You see, the gorilla doesn't have that option. But we have the option to use our words and have not talk at them, talk to them. You understand? We have the capacity to speak, but instead we mope. We, we, we do passive aggressive. We don't show up on time or, or we, we just do stuff. You understand? Instead of communicating. And I think God's heart is so broken when he gave us this capacity and set us so high, but then we go and act like the monkeys and the gorillas and it's all about reading and body language and, and then, you know, she, she's not going to tell you or he's not going to tell you and then it's going to just fester for two weeks and then finally it's going to explode because no one had the conversation and wanted the other, expected the other to read their mind. The problem with your mate always figuring out, figuring you out is, frankly, that person can't even figure out half of what they want half the time. How are they going to know what you want? Do you understand what I'm saying? You do not have because you do not what? Ask. This is important. Asking, especially to the ladies, this, this first one. Asking is not the same as hinting. The rest is to, to the brothers. It's not the same as accusing. And it's not the same as threatening. If you want to get something from me, again, we're still in my office, okay? And we're in a counseling session. And usually they're an hour long, and I'm trying to squeeze this, 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 this in. If you want something from me, I need three things. Tell me early. Not after it's too late to fix it. Not five years after the incident where I can't even remember what I did and how I messed up. Tell me early. Number two, tell me clearly. Meaning tell me in a way that I understand. Not in a way you understand. In a way I understand. Maybe I'm only as smart as a ninth grader. But get down there. And talk to me at a level I can understand. And you say, well, that's that, that, we're grown. No, 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 no. If, if, if God took that approach, we'd, we'd all be lost. 
Jesus could have just said one line, love, your, love the Lord thy God with all the heart, mind, and strength, then love your neighbor as yourself, said, done, out of here. I, I told you guys all the things you need to know. But what did he do? He painted pictures. He created these parables, and, and he would say it this way, then he would say it that way, he would say it backwards, he would say it forward, and then it kind of hits you from another direction. And he would constantly paint the picture using br- uh, brushstrokes or his words as brushstrokes. And typically, the greatest paintings take a minute to produce. And what you have to learn is just because you said it now, you might have understood what you meant. But also, your tone might have been so full of acid, they were like this. They couldn't even hear you because they, 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 they felt the spirit behind the words. But, but you got to learn to paint the picture. There are things that I might want for my wife. We can have a conversation. I know she didn't get it. And it could take me weeks, sometimes years, because she's different than me. She thinks differently than me. You know, I'm up here, and, and I'm trying to understand the idea and the principle. She's up here, but she's also feeling stuff, and it's about tone and all that other stuff. It's so hard sometimes. It's about all those, 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 those things. But, but she grows me, and I, and, I, and I hopefully I grow her a little bit. Um, but the point is, it takes, and, and, and the Holy Spirit will help you, but it takes time to paint the picture. So they fully and clearly understand, just like God had to say it this way, use the parable of the sower, then use the parable of the prodigal son, and use the parable uh, of the king, and folks didn't come to the banquet. I mean, on and on, to paint pictures of the kingdom. The patience he used with us, we have to use with each other. Still with me? All right. Tell me early, tell me clearly, and tell me what? Kindly. Don't talk down to me. Don't, don't. I have dignity too. And when you talk that way, you know, I, I, my, my, my defenses go up and I'm not in the receive mode. So we have to learn to be kind to each other. James 4 and 3, we talked about unmet expectations. We talk about unspoken expectations. Now let's look at unreasonable expectation. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with the wrong what? Motives. And again, the problem is we're usually focused mostly on our own hurt instead of trying to really understand where the other person is coming from. You see, people's behavior only begins to make sense when you think of it in terms of their goals, their needs, and their motivations. See, to me, it doesn't make sense because I wouldn't do that because I don't think like that. But to you, it made sense. People typically do things for a reason. Even animals do things typically for a reason. So, so, so with that in mind, what we have to be able to do is say, okay, why did she do that? And, 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 and try to figure out where she's coming from. And in fact, Second Peter says, men, live with your wife according to knowledge. Some scholars say that, 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 that the terminology used there actually means study your wives. Meaning that you're not going to get it like that. It's going to require some observation and some paying attention in order to understand where she's coming from. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your what? Pleasures. Meaning, we're not asking because it's right. We're not asking because it's best. And often we're not asking because it's fair. We just want what we want because we want it. And he's saying because of that, our marriage is often in, in, in the situations that they're in. Now, if you were in my office, would you leave now? I, you want me to show you up first? <laughs> You're scared to answer because it's like, well, I got some stuff to do. You still with me? All right. Yeah, you don't want the doctor to leave it open. You really don't and, and walk out and shoot. 
But I did the very best I could today uh, to, to, to get it fit. But, but here's just a few minutes, a few uh, common expectations in marriage that, 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 that cause a lot of pain. Ladies first. Okay, I expect my husband to always get me. Like I said earlier, we don't even get ourselves. How are we always going to get you? Now, sure, we should try and all the rest. Number two, a lot of ladies, especially today, and the, the, the younger folks are a little different than, than the older folks, because today we're teaching our kids that women and men are identical, that we're interchangeable, which is so untrue. No, we're complementary. No, I don't think you, you understand that. One spouse will always be wired better for some things than other things. And the way God designed this thing is not equal. It's not the same. It's complementary. You have strengths where I have weaknesses. I have strengths where you have weaknesses. And together we complement each other. So it's not really about 50-50 as much as both of us giving 100% to the marriage. Number three, I expect my marriage will make me happy. Happy. That's an expectation, especially when you're reading some of them Harlequin romances and all that. But here's the deal. You can't make someone happy who's not first happy with themselves. It's just impossible. Now, guys, you ready, guys? I expect my wife to have passionate sex with me, make love to me like in the movies. But here's the deal. After working all day, Changing diapers, helping with homework. Sometimes she just needs a minute. She don't want anyone grabbing on her. I just, all day, people been demanding, I need a minute. And you got to understand that, you know, in the movies, that's fiction. It's not real. It's not. And often in those movies, grown women, I'm talking about, 30, 35 years old, have the, the, the sex drive of an 18-year-old boy. That's not real. <laughs> it's not real. So you have to manage your expectations. And ladies, I should get points for this. So maybe... <laughs> And he said, you know, if all that's going on, maybe you need to take her on a vacation. So she could be free. Okay, number two. I expect my wife to fix my insecurity. Grown up one-on-one. Adulting one-on-one. You are responsible for yourself and your decisions. No one else. Three, I expect my wife to always appreciate me. Here's the deal. Sometimes she has her own issues. And she, she can't do the cartwheels and the flips. And she, she can't always be the cheerleader you want. And instead of when she stops cheering you, it's like, well, now I'm going to get even and I'm going to push back. Romans 12 and 21 tells we overcome evil with good. And, and, and what you, you got to learn to do is keep showing her your appreciation. Because when she gets out of that, that, that mindset, she won't only cheerlead for you, she'll respect you. 
because you loved her when she was down and, and when she couldn't do all that for you and, and all the rest. But she will eventually come around. Back to Proverbs 13, 12, and we're going to try to round these bases very, very quickly. Hope deferred makes the heart what? And here's the chart I need to show you before I let you out of my office today. Here's the problem. Here's reality, and here's our expectations. And the pain is the distance between. The pain is, well, I expected this, but I got that. And that's where we hurt. And here's the deal. What I'm trying to do today is give you tools to to, to begin to minimize that distance. Hope deferred expectations that don't become real make the human heart sick and sad. So when you're looking at that diagram, you have several choices. You can decrease the expectations, you could, or, or, or increase the reality, or, or meet somewhere in the middle. But but here's what I've learned after doing this uh, for, for 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 30 years and with with, with hundreds of of people. Typically, the best relationships. This is important. Maintain high expectations. So don't, don't lower the bar unless it's unrealistic. But these expectations are what? Realistic, as you see on the screen, and communicated, just as I said, early, clearly, and kindly. And don't expect him to always have a cape on and flying around the house like Superman. Don't expect her to always have a cape on, be like Superwoman. You hear what I'm saying? We, 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 our, our expectations have to be realistic, and we have to be clear and early and kind about expressing them. But watch this, this end piece. And again, I'm putting another stitch to sew you up. But when the desire comes, it's a what? Tree of what? Life. When you resolve to begin to deal with that, that distance between your reality and your expectations, sweetness and refreshment immediately begins in the relationship. And just like an apple tree bears fruit every season, and, and trees will, will outlive most human, human beings, if you would do the, the, the hard work of dealing with the distance in this uh, um, uh, chart there and, and have conversations about your expectations and, and, and discuss the ways of, 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 of that becoming, uh, your reality becoming better, uh, I believe you're on your way to recovery. What I'm going to do, and this is your homework assignment, I spent a, a lot of time putting uh, this together for you, so I'm going to give you a little bit of homework that, that's going to take you a little bit of time, but I think it's going to bless you tremendously. So um, if you have a hard handout here uh, on the back, you're going to see a chart that says managing expectations. Uh, if you have the, the Grace app, and by the way, we're going to stop handing these out soon because we have the Grace app and we can save some trees and all that stuff. Um, so, uh, but, but, but they will be at the front desk for, for those that want it. But in here, here's your homework assignment. It says managing your expectations piece. And here's the deal. If you're married, fill this in and have an active listening conversation with your spouse. What's an active listening conversation? That means you're not interrupting, you're not making fun, you are not making comments, you are not nothing. That person talks to you and you actively listening, meaning you tell them what you heard them say. So your wife says to you, well, I expected that we spend more time together. You need to say, and don't mock her like, I expected you to spend more time. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> But communicate in your words what you really hear her saying, even if it's not exactly what she said, but what you hear. Do you understand? Because you might really hear her saying, you know what, you, I, I hear you saying that I care more about my job than I do you. 
Because that's really why when she says that, you roll your eyes or whatever you do. Um, but then she said, no, this is what I'm saying. I'm not saying that. I am saying boom, 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 boom. And that was active listening. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's not a debate. It's you actively listening to your, your, your spouse or if you're a parent to your child and, and all the rest. The, 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 the second thing or the, the second set of directions is if you're single. I want you to fill this in as it relates to your expectations with God. And we expect a certain things by certain ages and, and all types of things. It makes, us, uh, it makes our heart hurt because we had wrong expectations. And, and, and bring that to God. Or you can also do this with a close and, and dear friend. If you're a child, I want you to fill this in as it relates to your parents. I would have loved to have had this as, as, as a child myself. Um, but you need to know this. If you're a young person, uh, every parent's not going to be open to this conversation. You know your parent uh, well enough. But if they're open, most will be. Um, have this Mom and Dad, I expect you to do X, Y. And Z. So it starts with, let's go back to the sheet there. Um, thank you. Here's the sheet. You, you write down on the sheet, we're going to use our words, okay? This is not grunting and all the rest. This is using your words. And I tell you, when we start using our words, we're going to get a whole lot further, okay? All right. My unmet expectation, list just three, not ten, just three. Things I wish you would do. Clear. Use words, and then at the end, you're going to have a conversation with him. Again, active listening. B, here are my unspoken expectations. Things that perhaps I never said to you, or, you know, if I'm honest with myself, I said them in such a tone, I don't know if you ever heard me, or things I said I, I don't think you heard. Um, my unspoken expectations, perhaps you never really told them clearly what you want. Um, all right, C, the unreasonable expectations placed on me. So what you fill in there is, honey, you expect me to, I go to work the same time you go to work, um, and then we come home, you still expect me to do the same cooking and cleaning, you still expect me to take care of all the kids' homework, and you're just sitting there, um, you know, playing video games. I don't know what the issue, I made that up, uh, but, you know, if, if the shoe fits. And I, I can't do that. I, I, I need some help. Right. And, and it's unrealistic what you demand. And then after all that, you want me to be sexy in the bedroom. Come on. You understand? And, and so write down what you think are your, your, your uh, things that, that your spouse wants for you or your parents want from you or your friend wants from you that you can't always do. Some friends are very, very needy. They need you to be Johnny on the spot all the time. But it's not something you can do. It doesn't mean you don't love that person, but you just can't do that. You have other responses. Do you understand what I'm saying? So what you're doing is you're putting words on your expectation. You have been listening to the Live Big Podcast with Dr. Derek Greer. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com or follow Dr. Greer on social media.